Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? Happy Monday. Hey, Steve. Happy Monday to you. How was your weekend? Weekend was good, man. Weekend was good. How was yours? Very good. Relaxing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of a lot of nothing, which is good. <laughs> a lot of nothing. A lot of nothing's always good, man. Yes. And trust absolutely. me, I know I, I know how I behave, and uh, at times I like to do a lot of nothing. But uh, you know, in the back of our conversation, Mike, you know, we talked about you know I don't want to go out, I don't go to the stores, I don't, you know, we've been through this over the over the um, over the last few weeks. But uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. But first, you know, obviously, let me you know say hello to everybody who's watching, and uh, please. Subscribe. Oh, give give us your comments, questions below. Uh, we will get to them. But uh, but yeah, thanks. So yeah, so getting back to the, I don't go out. I don't go to stores. Yesterday, um, you went out on the back. I went out. I went to whoa, the store. Whoa, this is big I know. news, folks. Breaking news. I know. I know. Diva's left the um, building. I know. So again, I went. Tell we me. go through the conversation we went through last week, right? And I've been thinking about. I have food here. I can you know, keep going and, and I'm fine. But then there was right. a few things that I kind of wanted and I'm like, okay, so what, what what's the right thing for me to do? Um, again, go back to what is that social responsibility and what is, how do we, how do we breach fear? How do we allow ourselves to engage and sort of overcome certain things? So I, I went to a store. Um, wow. I went, I think it was like seven, seven thirty at night. So it was late. Um, there was only a few people there and I kind of figured that would be the case. Most people want sure. to go in the mornings because that's whenever a lot of the fresh produce is going to be there. So I went in the evenings and uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it worked out okay. Good we'll, for we'll, you, man. We'll, we'll see over a... the next 14 days if, if, if that was a good or bad decision, you know, but it was uh, a, I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Um, but that's, that's the, that's the key to this thing. I think what you just did. And mm -hmm. each of us individually have to face it. And it's not easy for me. It's not easy for you. It's different for everybody, depending on their particular situation, their existing sense of vulnerability, right? I mm -hmm. mean, there's the this unknown. We don't know exactly what this virus does to individuals. We have the general statistics with general trends. We know what the vulnerable groups are in some ways, but you always hear those outlier cases about the young, healthy athlete who succumbed and it's just frightening it's just it's just absolutely terrifying and the media loves to throw those at us for some reason i don't know why but i think it's the the nature of the beast okay they basically those stories are the ones that that get the most attention and while we were in this period and we continue to be in this period of limited data and limited real information and the doctors the public health experts the dr burks the dr fauci's will say yeah it's most likely you guys like you and I are okay. And, and even if you have certain underlying conditions, you know, it, it, it's, it's not as it's, it's a low risk, but we're, we're doing the social distancing. We're, we're doing the complete lockdown here to, to, to save the, and protect the vulnerable folks, my parents, the folks we have locked down because they're close to 80 years old. We're, we're doing that as a, as a public service, but now we're making this discussion about, okay, let's begin to have this conversation about reopening the economy and, and re entering the workplace. And what is that going to look like when each and every one of us has, has processed now four or six weeks of data or, or news media we've consumed and, and have been impressed by th this terrifying news. Our anxiety levels are through the roof and then just stepping out of the house becomes a challenge emotionally, psychologically. So the fact that you did that was, was a great step. Um, 
I don't think we're ever going to get to a place of zero cases, right? So, so tell me the process you walk through because this is something that I've, I think is essential. I think we need as workplace leaders to begin thinking about this. This is the area that there's two areas. There's the physical preparation of the built environment, the physical protocol, the physical space and the protocols around that space and what it looks like to put temperature checks in place and to do social distancing in, in a work environment and to have hand sanitizer and disinfecting protocols in place. And, and there's several other things we can do. There's this other piece because facility management and corporate real estate is about the occupants of the facility. It's a, it's a people business. It's about the psychological and emotional safety of the people in the workplace. It's a culture question. And we have a chance as workplace leaders to have an influence on that. So let's, that's what I want to talk about in the coming days and weeks is, is we really need to prepare people because there are folks like you and, and folks like my family members I talked to over the weekend who are just going to have a real hard time re-entering the public spaces because we've, the damage is done. I mean, we've, we've got this impression that, that there's a, a virus on every surface and, and death is around the corner. So, so talk, talk me through that decision. Was it you, you, I think had a, a moment last week and of a, I think we've lost each other. Um, I'm not sure whether where you are, but what I'll do is I'll sort of take, take your question where I think you were going with this, Mike. Um, and yes, did I have an epiphany last week? Um, I did. I did as we sort of went back and forth about, you know, should we go back to the workplace? And we started with, you know, well, why should we go back to the workplace if I am as productive at home, right? And then we sort of evolved the, the conversation through the week. Do I have a social responsibility to go back to the office, even if I am more productive at home, because it helps the economy, it helps everybody else and gives everyone else encouragement. Um, and then with that, that's what played on my mind. And, you know, I am probably, you know, um, a week or two away from food. Uh, I've, I've stock, but I wanted to sort of push myself. Um, I wanted to get over and, and I, I am one who likes to push through fear, but I have to do it in my own time. I have to do it with my own mental, my, my, my mental thought process, which can be elongated at times, but sometimes it can be impulsive. But this one, obviously, this was not an impulsive move. But there were certain foods that I've been craving. Um, and I'm not going to say my chips and I'm not going to say my cookies. It's not about that. It's, it's things like avocados, eggs, things like that, that I really miss that are part of my diet on a daily basis right. that I was missing and that I was longing for. And I thought, well, how do I get to these things? Um, and that was really where, where it came from. Um, it really was, okay, there's things that I want and there's ways I can get it. Well, what if I push through this fear? What if I took a step forward? Um, I'm going to do what I can to protect myself. I wore gloves. I wore my mask. I chose a time of day when I knew I wouldn't be, the likelihood of bumping into other people was, was low. Ironically, there was probably three or four other people in the store. And I didn't see anybody until we got into one aisle and three or four people were in that one aisle. Uh -oh. And it was kind of one of those moments where everyone looked at each other and go, well, what do we do here? How does this work? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was kind of one of those moments and we all had a little giggle about, okay, let's move around and let's do our thing. We've all got our masks on. So, you know, uh, we, we, everyone should be fine, obviously. But, uh, and then going through and just bagging things up, you know, so taking my own bags to the store, you know, with the gloves and, and then wearing that come up, becoming home. And then, going through okay so that how do i empty these things at home wash my hands before after all the rest of it so it was a really um it was a really good experience for me to push through um and yes i'm sure there are people who are watching me going this guy's an idiot 
seriously, this is this is what your fear factor is to get over and do it. And, and that's totally, I totally understand that, right? Um, but I do believe that there's other people who probably have are going through the same thought process that that I'm going through, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it, it was Absolutely. it was really interesting. But it all came from our conversation, right? It, what what do we as individuals have to do? What should we be doing to to help those that you know? There are people in that store who are working, right? And you know, we're fortunate in the sense of you know, at times we call this an experiment for other people. It isn't an experiment. It's it really is real life to them. They're in this sure. store. This is what they need to do to be feeding their families. And therefore, by me going and actually doing my contribution and be taking part in this, that actually that does help. I'm very fortunate with the circumstances that I find myself in. Um, so, so yeah, so th those were the various things that were playing on my, my head of the weekend. And it was, it was a long process. But when I decided to do it, I was like, okay, I made the decision and, it, and then I was gone. And I just went and I just did it so that... Uh, I could then get through it, but uh, yeah. Good so there you go. You. I was, I was waiting to tell you because I know you went through the same thing last weekend at Home Depot. So uh, uh, it was. Yeah, it was, it was and good. absolutely, it's um, and it's so, there's so many factors playing and so many things in my mind. So did you were you thinking about the the broader economy and and the, you mentioned them briefly that there's folks that need, you know, us to be out buying things. There are. You know, I, I, this is why I've been ordering out. I ordered out over again this weekend. And and I'll tell you what, shout outs to Uber Eats and to <clears throat> local restaurants that are have really kind of perfected this this delivery model that was not really that much of a thing, uh, never for me anyway. I know Uber Eats was around before the pandemic, but I was not one to to order out from a local, you know, sandwich shop. I just would go there and we'd have our lunch. So so. We've done it now several times. We've found ways to uh, support as best we can the local economy. Uh, we do the same procedures and protocols and protective, you know, removing it from the packaging and getting it in the oven for, and things like that, so we can we can protect ourselves. But but it, and it's it's it was nerve wracking the first couple times, just like it is nerve wracking for you going to the grocery store. It's still now that the FDA over the weekend or last late last week put out a, a, a revised information saying it's not necessary to wipe down your groceries you can if you want to if it makes you feel better but we really don't think it's necessary well they've already told us this is a good example they've already told us that that was something that was necessary because the virus lives on surfaces for up to hours or days even and you can't so here's what frustrates me steve so mixed messages misinformation disinformation the the lack of information, and this is going way back. I, I'm so glad we're recording these because way back in the beginning, what was my big thing? What happens when there's limited data or no data? We fill in the blank with negativity. We fill in the blank with the worst case scenario. So, and I'm not pointing fingers, I'm not blaming a particular, necessarily a particular news outlet or a new a political leader, but I was I was so desperate for someone to cast a vision at least tell us we don't have the data yet but i'm looking for this piece of data this piece of data and this piece of data so when we have this information we can then make these choices here's the vision here's what we're looking for and i've seen signs of hope i've seen a little of that here and there but now even with this argument going on which is becoming this big misunderstanding i, I i'll call it a national distrust or national uh, media you know, uh, mis misdirection. I don't know what it is. Depending on what 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 news outlet you hear, depending on how they feel about 
politics and the current administration and how the local governors are looking at things. Instead of coming together and saying, here's what we know, here are the facts, this is what the doctors and the public health experts have told us, here's what we, we are, our goal is to reopen the economy to help those people most in need who are desperate. Here's how we're gonna to work together to get there. Instead of that, it seems like there's this, this either one side or the other, either open tomorrow or you're, you're killing people because the economy is, is in the tank. So where's, I, I, I keep, I'm desperate for, for nuanced communication and information because so many people don't dive deep like you and I do. And I, I have a lot of thoughts on this and I wanted to see where you stand on it because when it comes to making decisions and helping our, our colleagues, our coworkers, our, our employees at the workplace, be in a, a mentally prepared place to engage again at the workplace in public, the new normal, all those things are coming into somewhat of a focus. It's not gonna be back to normal again. It's gonna be this gradual reopening. It's gonna be this gradual, get yourself ready, you know, going back into the, the grocery store or the workplace. You know, are you, are, you, are you getting the same mixed messages that I'm seeing? Does it frustrate you at all? Is that something that comes to mind as you're watching the media present these arguments? Yeah, and absolutely, I see it, I hear it. And even some of the statistics that are thrown out there are often done to disguise or, or highlight something, right? Um, but, you know, there, there are many governors who are out there who are making um, decisions. And, you know, they'll, again, we go back and we trust that they're making it for the right reasons. Um, that they're not, there's not other external motivating factors that are playing into it, but actually it's science and data that they're using to open these things. But even once they open a state, individuals have the ability to make a decision for themselves. Right. So even if they open, there'll be those that want to get back to work, that want to go and open a business who will be able to do so. Then their customers then have the ability to make a, de a, decide, a decision themselves on, okay, so what is it I want to do? How do I feel comfortable? Where do I feel more comfortable? Can I then, and do I want to go and actually go to that deli, go to that supermarket, go to that cafe, whatever that is, that restaurant, whatever it is, right? So I can make Joe's that cafe. personal decision. I'm Joe's Cafe. I can't wait to go to Joe's Cafe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but in essence, you know, so even if they're open, you know, the beaches are open, we all have a personal decision to make. And if people make a personal decision to go and there are other folks on there, well, they're deciding then to get out of the car, walk onto the beach that is populated. But that's their decision, right? And we operate in a, in a society where people can have it. Now, that's obviously one view. The alternative view is, okay, we keep everyone locked up and people continue in with shutdown or pause, call it what you want, but people can actually do that. And and again, it's it's what's the driving force behind it is a data is a science and it's you know it is something that goes through and again these are just sobering moments where we get the opportunity especially on weekends i don't know about you but you get the opportunity to play these thoughts through your head because we can decompress right. and we can take the time but then what does that mean for the workplace you know and i think we have to consider and i think each company has to consider who actually wants to go into the office there will be those that want to go into the office there will be those that probably need to go into the office um, for one reason or another. So who are those folks? And then how do we ensure that they feel safe, they feel secure? And, you know, one of the things that keeps going through my head is, okay, so 
what are the tactical things I need to be doing or the team needs to be doing or we as workplace leaders need to be doing to ensure employees feel safe, right? Let's partner with our HR partners, partner with our CIT folks, partner obviously with, with our landlords. And, and how do we ensure that there is standardization of landlords, standardization of a lobby, you walk in and there is consistent phases. So we all know what we're going through, right? Right. Um, and how do we do it? A lot of tactical things, right? Each building is unique. Each floor plan is unique. How do we tactically allow employees to walk through that? And then obviously then we're thinking more long-term. What is the real estate strategy? How does technology come into play? How do we allow our employees to feel safer, right? So we've talked a little bit about what iOS and our Apple and Google are working on and the Bluetooth and, and contract tracing and so on and so forth. Well, are those things that landlords can provide to their tenants is that things that companies can provide to their employees um you know how does touching things get eliminated you know to go and make your cup of coffee in the office do you now use your cell phone do you voice how are those things going to work and and sort of running through that but then also from a real estate strategy do we need to be in big cities do we want to be in big cities do we want to be in big offices do our employees want to travel from the suburbs into the city city environments or do we have to rethink our actual strategy for those. So those are sort of the things that I've been pondering. A lot of this comes from conversations with other people, conversations right. that you and I are having, conversations yep. with peers, thought leaders, and just then taking the weekend to mull over. So, yeah, yeah I don't know if I answered your question. The the weekend. It did. It, yeah, did. And yeah. it reminded me again. Thank you so much, because we've mentioned this before. And for those of you first watching us today, we've had so many conversations in the past uh, that talk about there are really two separate discussions, the reopening of the economy in a public sense, reopening restaurants and, and places of business where, where we can get people back to work who have been sitting on the sidelines, that those 22 million now that are unemployed, that's one conversation. And then there's a separate conversation around workplace and knowledge workers specifically, because what you and I talk about mostly on this platform and my podcast and so forth is, is the you know information age you know corporate real estate the workplace where you know it's it's a physical setting in their strategies around that and not everybody and we've learned obviously many of us continue to work very well from home although adjustments have been required for many but but there's that conversation and then even as we do reopen the economy over the coming months here are mid april as we get into the summer I can see, and I've seen it's reflected in polls and you've seen it as well in research is that just because the office is reopened doesn't mean everybody will go back or needs to go back. And we've been think there's a lot of corporate workplace strategies that are adjusted going forward because we've realized that, hey, I didn't know that group could go and work from home effectively and now they can. So let's, let's readjust and then that'll trickle down in, in our real estate and other strategies will, will be affected by it. So two conversations. And I'm excited because, because the conversation about flexibility and in workplace and, and the well-being and the, and the emotional safety of our employee base is going to require that understanding that each individual processes differently and each individual has different needs. That was always the case, right? We always had that flexible work, agile work, uh, you know, different uh, strategies in the past to help someone who has different needs with children and, and other requirements that we wanted to give them that flexibility to make them uh, feel, feel valued and, 
and have the best experience in the workplace. Well, <clears throat> this COVID-19 situation for the next year, year and a half, while it's, it's going to be a looming new reality for us, it's going to be something we need to address. <clears throat> and there goes the voice again, Steve. The frog is back. <laughs> Frog's back. Frog's back. I know. Maybe that's, I should buy Yoda. My Yoda. While I'm got the gravity, I go. <clears throat> many, many. I can't even do Yoda now. I've lost my Yoda voice. My goodness, people will not believe that we did witness live. Mike Petruski actually lost the Yoda voice. He won't believe me, Mike. But it's recorded, I guess. So uh, it is. It's out we'll, there. We'll, it, we'll, it we'll get on. that. We'll get that. Yeah, maybe we should do a clip and uh, show them. Show people that you know <clears throat> the mo the moment the moment it happened live on live on YouTube with uh, yeah with you and there's I. There's no so, hiding uh, things in this new no world. Yeah. So the, being, so the so go ahead. I I, I talked no. a lot there, but but I really I'm I'm excited about this coming week because I'm going to have those conversations. I'm going to have the the conversation with uh, Kay Sargent of HOK, great mm, workplace mm -hmm, strategist, mm -hmm. thought leader in our industry. From from the you know, she's been talking about this for years and she has a lot to say. I'm sure I haven't really had a chance to dive deep with her since the pandemic situation took over. So she's going to be a guest on my live stream this Wednesday, oh, noon Eastern good. time, go to workplaceinnovator.com to, to find out more. But, but I'm excited to ask Kay all these questions and it's going to be a full hour with Kay and, and uh, it's going to be an exciting time. And then, and then Thursday this week, I've got Rex Miller doing a, a webinar on workplace well-being and, and managing stress and humanizing the workplace on Thursday this week. So lots of great conversations around those two things, the, the practical side, protocols, what's it going to look like strategy-wise, design-wise, you know, uh, with Kay, and then, and then this human side, the well-being mm. and, the, and the stress, uh, managing stress and helping individuals meet those needs on Thursday with Rex. So I'm excited about both. This is Yeah, no, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. I look forward to hearing it. And obviously the bandwidth permits, I will certainly tune in. Um, yeah, there should be a lot of takeaways, a lot of takeaways from there. And also the questions, you know, what are the questions that they're getting? And I think they'll be very different for both. So there'll be really good things. Do you have any questions? I should, you should be thinking about those the next couple of days. Have you got no, I certainly will. I certainly will. Question for um, me to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who do you have yeah. on your agenda at Open Sourced Workplace? Do you have any, uh, you've done some recent interviews that I know haven't been published yet, and maybe there's, you know, spoiler alert, could you, can you share any, <laughs> anything no, absolutely. That, any, so, that you've been hearing? No, absolutely, I'm happy to. Um, and what I'm trying to do is, is sort of build up a team, um, a team where we do weekly 10-minute interviews so that the same team gets to respond and update and talk about the narrative that people is talking about, right? So last week, you know, the question was, well, when do we start going back to work? Who should be going back to work? What do we need to do? You know, so the folks that I've been sort of dealing with are, and, and having conversations with and um, are people who are in the neuroscience, sports, fitness and mental fitness and sustainability, uh, change management, uh, legal folks. So from a leasing and from a, co uh, a general contractor, uh, uh, um, legal documents and what sort of things are come from there. So different, different gambits, obviously brokers. So how are they dealing with this? You know, um, yeah. the expectation probably was, well, the bro what does the broker do now that no one can actually go and uh, physically see space? What are they mm. supposed to do? But I know they're busier than everyone because everyone's running all these different scenario planning and uh, they, they are just so busy. So yeah, what I'm trying to do is bring together a, a, a gathering of people, a gathering of minds and, trying to provide short updates and short uh, insights from those folks and what what actually they're seeing and what they're feeling and obviously 
these folks are in different geographies. So we get to see how each individual, you know, state, country, city is evaluating those things. So, yeah, so that's, that's what we're, what we're trying to do with open source workplace. So thank you for asking. Yeah. And that's one of the epiphanies I had over the weekend is what am I good at? What is workplace innovator? What is our purpose? What is my purpose? Because I'm not, wow, that must've been a long conversation, man. <laughs> or maybe it was a short yes. one. I don't know. <laughs> it's very short. It's like, dude, you, you shouldn't be doing this at all. You, you really have no expertise, which is true. <laughs> I'm just the goofball who likes to ask questions, uh, but you, your background is different than my background. You come from a corporate real estate and a finance perspective. You've got a, the numbers going in your mind. I'm the complete opposite. I'm, I'm more the, you know, English was supposed to be my better, uh, my major, but the verbal on the SAT was a lot higher than the, than the math of the SAT. So I could talk, you know, and fill in a lot of time with, with nonsense, but when it comes to the real numbers, but then it's funny because I say I'm a data guy, so I want to see the numbers, but I want someone to yeah. tell me what the numbers mean. Yeah. But I think my role, if there, if there is one, I'm still figuring this out, but it's that communicating. I, I guess I've always known this. My, my strength is to kind of strip away a lot of the facade and the, the feeling that people have to put on their, their persona where they know all the answers and, and none of us do. And I think that the minute, and then I think this, this experience, this pandemic experience, this being on zoom that this idea that, you know, we have to put ourselves out there, you know, and not everybody has their act together. We're, we're all, we're all worried. We're all anxious. We're all dealing with similar concerns, the lack of information. We're all in the same boat in many ways. So yes, we need to lean on experts. And that's what I think I do well is I gather experts who can share their opinions, their understanding. I, I, I definitely think that, that we need to trust the data, trust science, trust the experts when it comes to public health, when it comes to workplace strategy. You know? But then in, in a lot of these things, as it becomes a more nuanced conversation, there's no exact, it's not a black and white issue. It's, it's a lot of gray. And, and then how do we as human beings navigate those difficult waters? Well, I think the big thing, and we'll talk about it in, in the coming days, I'm sure, is communication. I think that's the biggest thing we have going for us is this, we have the tools of communication. Let's use them. You know, mm -hmm. Let's make sure everybody knows and give people the opportunity to share what they're missing, what information they need to make these decisions about going to the grocery store, going back to Joe's cafe, going back to the workplace. Yeah. That's what I want to think. That's what I want to focus on. That's what I think my role here is, is to ask those questions, not just, you know, throw out a bunch of information, but say, well, how, let's be practical. How can I do that while also worrying about this? Or how can people be expected to go back to the physical built environment without the, the, the proper yeah. protocols in place? So, I mean, yeah. what do you think your, what do you think your role is? What do you think your, so, because we have different one. We have different yeah, no, no. perspectives. Uh, yeah, I, I keep getting told off for saying no, 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 whenever you ask me something. And it's just, uh, it's what we do in the UK. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I don't know. A, but anyway. I've always think that was a British thing. Yeah. No, no, I think it is. I think it is. But I keep getting told off for that. But anyway, we, we move on. But yes, sort yes, of, yes. so yes, what yes, is, yes, yes. That, that's what I get told to say. So that's kind of funny. Um, so when I think about, okay, what is my role? And what is my responsibility? And obviously, there's two hats there, right? There's NASDAQ, the responsibility to NASDAQ, to my employees, to their you know, leadership. Um, and 
from that, then I also think I have a responsibility to take some of those thoughts, questions, and put them to other people who can help solve problems. So how do I provide the issues or concerns or challenges that we see today in the future and communicate those to the industry so that the industry can provide a better service and a better product for each organization. So I think I have a responsibility that way. The other responsibility with having this medium is to bring thought leaders and providing them with an opportunity um, at no cost to them, uh, just the time to uh, an ungated, to allow them to communicate and feel that they can say what they want and feel that they can communicate what they what what they what they believe and how they think they can help and assist people and ask the questions that come up in my world and I and I think in doing that um, I believe that other people in my situation or doing my role will likely have similar types of questions and therefore by answering that one question they're going to provide educational actual content for other people to take and um, and use so that's kind of where i see that the responsibility it's twofold and you know i often I, people often ask me you know how does open source help me and open source helps me so much do my job at nasdaq so much better you know, the information that I get, the time with thought leaders, and you know yourself, whenever you do those interviews, the, the, the gold nuggets are the minutes before, well, usually the minutes after, because all the apprehensions going out of the, you know, whoever you're interviewing, you feel a lot more relaxed and, and, it, and it becomes a lot, you know, uh, a deeper conversation because the points that are raised, you go into those a little bit, a little bit more or so. Sure. That's where that's where I have, but then you know because I have my role at Nasdaq, it allows me to hear the conversations. It allows me to hear the conversation with my peers, internally um, in, and externally, to bring to that. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. That's mm. that's what that's what I'm hoping. Well, <laughs> Thank you, man. job you do, Steve. Mm. Keep up the good work. Uh, you will. Yes. <laughs> hey, oh dear. Back. There you go. Yoda's there you coming go. back. There you go. There you go. All right. So. Man. All right, Have a man. great well, day. <laughs> you too. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Talk to you Take tomorrow. Care. Look after yourself.